Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you are new to the show, we have a new episode every Monday and Thursday streaming through charismapodcastnetwork.com, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. If you have been listening faithfully to this show, thank you so much. Make sure to share this with friends and family, rate this podcast, subscribe, review. They will help us get this out to a wider audience so they could be blessed, strengthened, and encouraged by the gospel. And so I want to dive in here, and this is a teaching show. I'm going to break down the Word of God. The Word of God is our foundation. All else will pass away, but the Word of God abides forever, endures forever. It is because we have the Word of God in our hearts that we overcome the wicked one. And that is why I love doing interviews, and the interviews are always filled with testimonies and the Word of God as well, because we're quoting Scripture and we're diving deep into truths and principles that come from the Scriptures, revelations that come from the Scriptures. But I love having these teaching shows. I do get to share stories and testimonies as well on these shows, but I love to quote Scripture and break down the Word of God because we need the Word of God as a foundation for our lives. And I taught an episode Um, in the beginning of the month here in January about prioritizing the word and spirit in our lives. We must prioritize the presence of God, come back to our first love, abide in his presence, drink in the faithfulness of God and really host his presence and walk with him, abiding in that place of intimacy. But also we need to dive into the word and let the word be a foundation of our intimacy with God and speak the word to him and receive the words um, and just dive into the word of God. And so I'm going to go into this, and this is something that was in on my heart to share. It's been what I've been reading recently and lately. It's a scripture. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, and then I'm just going to kind of shorten it a little bit, because we know how the Amplified, they give you so many words, okay, to describe one word. And so it takes like a, you know, a, a two-sentence scripture and makes it almost like, you know, a long, almost like a full paragraph, okay? And so, but I do love how it breaks down and adds more context here to certain scriptures, but I do want to talk about the mighty work of God in us, okay? How he gives us the will and the desire to follow him and to do certain things. And he also gives us the power to get those things done. And I believe that is very important now, especially in the beginning of the year. Everyone has got their New Year's resolutions, New Year, New Me, all of that stuff. And then we do good for a month, maybe two months. And then we begin to fall back into our old ways, okay? It's good to have the desire to do something, but we also need the power to do those things and to develop a lifestyle of bringing these healthy attributes in our lives, whatever whatever it may be, okay? Whether it be working out, eating healthy, you know, doing more of what the Lord has put in your heart, writing a book, doing more evangelism or outreach ministry, really putting everything into your work, you know, financial goals, whatever it may be. We need to do that, not in our own power and abilities, but in the strength of the Lord. And so this has been on my heart, especially now since I've got several goals in 2021 and things I want to hit. And um, there's been things that have been hard for me personally in terms of eating healthy and consistently working out that has always been something I've struggled with. And, you know, reaching, you know, my uh, about to turn 33 years old, you know, reaching that age, I don't have the metabolism I used to. And so I want to honor the temple. God has given me this body. You know, I want to live a long life so I could serve him a long life with my for my wife and my kids. And I want to be there for all the important and special things that take place. And so I, I need I it's it's one thing to have the desire to do something. And it's another thing to be enabled and have the power to follow through and be disciplined in those things, okay? And so I'm going to share with you some scriptures. The main scripture here, uh, the foundational scripture is Philippians 2, verse 13, and I've already kind of paraphrased it, but this is out of the Amplified Bible, and it goes like this, for it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you. 
both to will and to work that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. That's powerful. I'm going to cut out the Amplified's notes here, but it's, let me just quote it again. For it is God who is at, who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So it is God who is the one working in you. It is not us. It is not our own strength and abilities. We should not be striving in the flesh, trying to just beat ourselves up and discipline ourselves. It is God who is effectively at work in us, and he gives us the will or the desire to do something for his pleasure, for his glory, to please him. And he also, he doesn't just give us a desire, but he gives us the power to get it done. How many want the power to get done what the Lord has put in your heart? I do, okay? I need the grace of God. I need the power of God working on my behalf. I recognize that I am nothing without him. Jesus said in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. And there was this prophetic uh, picture that somebody gave me a while ago when I first got saved. And I always felt so weak in my own power and abilities. But every time I got into the presence of God, I just felt so strengthened, like I could take on the world, like I can do anything. There was such liberty and life. And they had this prophetic picture of a turtle and it sounds, sounds kind of strange, but God speaks through his creation. And so they had a picture of this turtle swimming, gliding in its element, smooth. And then when the turtle got on dry ground, it was slow and slow and slow. And they pretty much said to me that you work well in your element. Your element is the spirit of God. When you are in the spirit, you are gliding. It is effortless. There is a flow. There's an anointing of the Holy Spirit. But when you're outside of that element of his presence and you're on dry ground, you're just slow and, and you have a hard time and you struggle. And they're pretty much trying to say to me, don't live in the flesh, live in the spirit. Abide in God's presence because that's where you thrive. That's where you manifest who you truly are. You you cannot work out of your flesh and just try to be obedient to God out of your discipline and your own power and abilities, but you must cling and cleave to him and his presence. And that it spoke to me because I knew it to be true in my life. And so I want to break the scripture down a little bit because I've just seen a lot of things in my life. First, he gives us the will and the desire, and then he gives us the power to accomplish what he wills in us. All right. And I've spoken to some people in my walk with the Lord, and I've, you know, I've been on the mission field and been in Bible school and been involved in def- several different ministries and streams and ministered a lot to unbelievers. And so I've heard, you know, people's perspectives on God for 13 years now, and even before that, as an unbeliever, I've got that perspective as well, you know, growing up in a Christian home, being around people who loved and adored God, who are radical for the Lord. And so, you know, some people fear following the will of God or living in the will of God because they are afraid that they aren't going to like what God calls them to do, okay? There's a fundamental flaw in this, okay? they People that are scared to do the will of God, oh man, maybe God will command me to you know, apologize to this person. I don't want to do that or go on the mission field. I don't want to be a missionary or be a pastor. And I don't want to be a pastor. So I don't want to completely yield and surrender people that don't want to yield and surrender and feel like God's mean. And he's just going to make their whole life about something that they hate and not want to do. There's a fundamental flaw in this. They don't understand the true nature of God or the power of of surrender, what God does in our hearts when we surrender. First of all, he is a good God. And it says here in Philippians 2.13 that he puts his will in us and he gives us the power to do his will for his good pleasure and the kind intention. It says in Ephesians that God's intentions are kind towards us, the kind intention of his will. So he's always kindly thinking about us and he has good intentions behind what he wants us to do and what he has planned us for in our lives, the good works that he predestined for us to walk in. 
Okay. And so God, he is kind. He is a good God. He's not a mean taskmaster that just forces us to live our lives and do things one way and we're going to hate it and we're not going to want to do it. Okay. So we need to understand the nature of God, the beauty of his nature, that he's a good God with kind intentions and the works that he prepared for us. We're going to love to do them. And we also need to understand what surrender does in our lives. You might at first not want to do what God leads you to do, but as you yield to him out of obedience because you fear God, because you love God, you're like, Lord, I might not understand. I might not want to right now, but my life is yours. Lead me, guide me. I want to do what you want me to do. My life is yours. When you when you have that posture of heart and that surrender, your heart changes supernaturally. He begins to put in you the will the desire, your heart changes. There's a longing that is created within you to do what God wants you to do and what he spoke to you to do. Yeah, I had a friend of mine that this kind of, you know, how this came up, but it was before he even came to the Lord, but he said, oh, I don't want to fully surrender my life to God because maybe he'll send me to Africa like he did with you and I don't want to be a missionary, you know, like that. And I'm like, I get it, but you're, you're not seeing God for who he is. And if you truly surrendered yourself to God, he would give you the desire. You would love what God calls you to do. I want to say that to somebody right now. I just feel this strongly in my heart. You could yield to God. You could surrender to God. Whatever he asks you to do, you're going to love it. There's nothing more in this world that you would love than the will of God for your life and the works that he predestined for you. You know, there's been several times in my life, you know, I, when I, when God called me to Bible school, I wanted to go right away. I didn't want to keep working for my father in the construction field, you know, in, in, you know, freezing temperatures out on a bridge in Patterson, New Jersey every single day. And I, I didn't want to drive 50 minutes to work and to bust my back all day, you know, but I wanted to go to Bible school right away. But deep down, I knew I needed to wait. I needed to work that God had something that he wanted to do inside of me. He wanted me to save up money. He wanted me to do several things to prepare for my time in Bible school. And I knew it and he confirmed it with his word. And when I yielded to him and said, okay, God, not my will, but yours be done. And when I yielded that to him, he gave me the longing and the desire to stay because I knew the benefit. I saw the benefit now of, I saw the mind of, I, I began to understand the mind of God and saw the benefit. Wow. God wants me to do all these things. This is a beneficial time. And he also gave me the power to endure on hard days where I just wanted to quit and go home and just go out, go out to Texas and go to Bible school. I, I knew he gave me the ability. Every time I got into his presence, he gave me the ability to adore. He gave me a word from the scriptures that kept me going. And then when I got to Bible school, I was, you know, the first couple of years are pretty foundational. You do a lot of outreach. You do a lot of foundational Bible courses. But then the third year, you have to pick a major. And at the time, there was five majors at Christ for the Nations. One was youth ministry, missions, pastoral. I was really on fire for missions. Many people spoke a lot of pastoral things over me. And I thought maybe I'll go into pastoral or missions. And I judged people in the youth ministry. I just thought, oh, these guys aren't serious about God. All they want to do is, you know, it's just fluff. It's fluff. They just want to laugh, joke around, do youth ministry. Like I judged pretty severely people that were doing youth ministry, at least at that time, the people that were in that major. And God spoke to me to go into the youth major. It boggled my mind. I did not want to do it at first. But again, I came to that place of, you know what, Lord, I want your will above everything else. I fear you. If you want me to go into the youth major, I know it's for my good. I know there's a kind intention to your will here and you have something you want to work in me. So as I yielded to him and I surrendered this to him, he gave me the desire. See, there's a theme here. Okay. He gave me the desire to do it and the power to go through it. And God taught me a lot. He broke off a lot of legalism, a lot of criticism, a lot of judgmentalism. God broke things off of my life that 
He needed the break off for me to walk fully into my destiny. Am I in youth ministry right now? No. Do I minister to young people and they're around me? Absolutely. But I didn't go through a youth major just to go into youth ministry. God wanted to do something in my heart during that time frame. Yes, there are things that God asks us to do that we don't always want to do initially. But when we yield to him by faith and say yes, even when we don't want to, he supernaturally gives us the desire. He changes our heart and he empowers us with his grace to get that thing done. He gives us the will and the power. Okay. And on the other hand, there's things that we have a desire to do, but we have a difficulty walking out. Why? Maybe it's hard to do. Maybe we have little time, you know, we're busy. We got all this stuff, X, Y, Z to get done in our lives. But even as believers, you know, we try to discipline ourselves. We try to get things done in our own flesh. Instead, we need to rely upon the spirit of God. His presence empowers us. We need to focus on the word and the spirit. Like I've said in a previous episode, prioritizing the word and spirit, we need to abide in his presence. That's where we receive the power and the grace. We need to get into his his word. So we have the guidance in our everyday lives. Okay. We can try to discipline ourselves in the flesh all we want, but we need his power to accomplish his good will. And I want to continue on with some scriptures here. Zechariah verse four, I'm sorry, Zechariah chapter four, verse six. And many of you guys know the scripture, but he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord of armies. So if you read through the scriptures, we are not to be ruled by the flesh. We are not try to accomplish the will of God and our own powers and abilities. We must cling to, rely upon, cleave to the Lord and his presence must empower us. It is the grace of God that enables us to do what we cannot do on our own physical talents and abilities. So many of us are running on fumes because we're trying to do everything in our own strength. We rely upon the talents and the gifts that God has given us, the anointings that he has given us without fully abiding in the presence of God and his presence is what empowers us to do everything that he has put into our hearts to do. I'm gonna read to you Ephesians 3 verses 14 through 19. I just love this. I really only need to pull one or two verses out of here, but I'm going to read the whole thing because it's so powerful. But verse 14 in Ephesians 3, all the way through verse 19. For this reason, I bend my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner self so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all of the saints what is the width, the length, the height, and the depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to all the fullness of God. It says right here that we need to be strengthened with power by his spirit. Every time you see his spirit, you could you could correlate that to his presence. The spirit of God is the very presence of God, the presence of Christ. So we need to be strengthened with power through his presence in our inner self. He is the Lord abides in us. Okay. And we need to be strengthened by his spirit and his presence. And so Christ, we, Christ will dwell in our hearts through faith. Christ is in us, but we begin to experience and manifest these things as we ground our hearts in faith in these realities and these truths. You can try it in your own abilities. You'll always fall flat on your face. You might do well for a period of time, but you'll always get tired and burned out. It is the grace of God that empowers us. It is the spirit, the presence of the living God, which empowers us to do everything that is in our hearts to do. And I'm gonna share a story that some of you may have heard, but I'm just gonna close it out here 
When I, I, smoking cigarettes was very, very hard for me to quit. I tried everything in my power. I tried the nicotine patch. I tried cold turkey. I tried, you know, there's these little nicotine things you would suck on. So you'd get a little bit of nicotine to curb your habit. I tried the gum. I tried everything. And I, the last thing I tried, a teacher of mine when I was in high school said, I just sat down, I smoked, I bought a carton of cigarettes and I smoked cigarette after cigarette after cigarette until I was so nauseous that I hated it. And I never picked up a cigarette again. I'm glad that worked for her. Didn't work for me. Total backfire. 100% total backfire. I smoked like three or four packs of cigarettes straight. And guess what happened? My nicotine addiction grew stronger because I pumped so much nicotine into my body. I wanted to smoke a cigarette every five seconds. That was horrific. Okay. And I remember I came to a breaking point where I tried everything in my own abilities and power and I could not do it. So what did I do? I, I went to my room. I opened up a Bible. And I remember literally laying the Bible on the floor open and I, I, I got on my knees and my head was on the Bible, just literally undone, just hopeless, broken, desperate. I can't do this. And I remember saying to God, Lord, if you don't set me free, I'm going to smoke all the days of my life. I can't do it. I can't stop. I need you. It's impossible. And it wasn't like an ultimatum. It wasn't like, I'm going to keep smoking unless you do something. That wasn't my heart. That wasn't my motive. I was just saying, God, like, I'm just, I can't, I can't without you. And I remember I, I looked at the scriptures after I said that to God. And the first scripture I laid my eyes on was in Luke. I don't have the chapter and verse right now, but it says, whatever is impossible for man is possible for God. And I said, Lord, I'm so, like, I just knew it was God speaking to me. And I said, okay, you know, it, this is impossible for me, but it's possible for you. You do it. And I remember I stayed home for three days. It was over the weekend. I, it was in the summertime over the weekend. I stayed home and I didn't smoke a cigarette for three days. And I remember it was hard the second day, but in that three day time frame, the Lord broke that addiction off of me. I have not smoked a cigarette since I was 22 or 21. I was 21 years old at the time. Sorry, I was 21 years old at the time. And now I am 33 years old. And so it is the grace of God. I tried on my own abilities. I tried to do everything I could, whatever I can get my hands on. And nothing worked until I came to the Lord and surrender saying, God, you gave me the will. You gave me the desire, a longing to quit smoking, to get healthy, but I need your power. I can't do this in my own power. I can't discipline myself into this. You're the one that needs to do it in me. And through the power of surrender, the the grace of God was released in my life to um, let go of that horrific habit that I was that I was struggling with because my lungs were in horrible shape. And I'm just so grateful to God that he delivered me and I will no longer I will never go back to it because I know that God delivered me from that and I will not I will not yield myself to that bondage again. And so I just want to share with you guys. I'm going to read it one more time. It is God who is effectively at work within you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. God, if he asks you to do something that you don't want to do, if you surrender to him and say yes, he will give you the will and the longing. He will create that longing with you, within you. And not only that, he will give you the power and the ability to do it. You might say, I'm not a good speaker. How could I be a pastor? I'm not a speaker. I'm not a compassionate person. Or how could I go to Bible school? Or how could I you know, write a book. I, I did terrible in English my, you know, growing up in school. If God called you to do it, he will give you the power and the ability to do it. Uh, you Countless stories, 
John Bevere, my, my, my own story. I didn't even read a book until I got saved and now I wound up writing a book and reading is one of my favorite things to do. God changes our hearts supernaturally and he gives us the power to do things that we can't do in our own abilities. And so bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, rate and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, strengthened and encouraged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll talk to you guys next time on Awaken Podcast. Hello, let me tell you about this amazing online store, The Hope Filled Journey. You'll definitely want to check it out today. Michelle and Renee Torres, they started up this online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, like we all know, uh, full-time jobs, raising four children, and they stepped out in faith, and God is honoring them every step of the way. You go to www.thehopevilledjourney.com. It's where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry, and more. Their goal is to inspire faith through their product line as well as high quality and all they do and produce, which we know is very, very important. Um, check it out today, thehopefilledjourney.com, and you'll get $10 off when you spend $50 or more. And you'll also get $20 off of your purchase if you spend $100 or more with promo code AWAKEN. So go to www.thehopefilledjourney.com. You'll get $10 off when you spend $50 or more, and you'll get $20 off if with, with a purchase of $100 or more with promo code AWAKEN. I highly recommend it. It's an incredible store, so make sure to go to thehopefilledjourney.com today.